Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week. We have the location for Grand Gathering 4. We knew Grand Gathering 4 was going to be May 3rd through May 5th, the first weekend in May. We now know that it's going to be in the same location as Grand Gathering 3. Westlake, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland, the Doubletree Hotel by Hilton in Westlake. Same exact hotel. That's where we're going to be. So if you're planning on going, you have over four months to make your arrangements. You're going to fly into Cleveland if you need to fly. And then it's the Doubletree Hotel in Westlake, Ohio. I'm very happy that we have this with plenty of time for people to make their arrangements to be there. Steve mentioned that they decided to go back to the Doubletree Hotel because of how accommodating they were for us at Grand Gathering 3. Would it have been nice to go to a different city? Maybe, just for a little variety, but it was a good location. They gave us a lot of freedom, and so I'm happy to be back there. I'm already making my arrangements. I should be at Grand Gathering 4, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Will we have a live Thursday night fights like we did for Grand Gathering 3? Maybe. I will try to be there for that. But that's the news. Grand Gathering 4, May 3rd, May 4th, May 5th, Westlake, Ohio, Doubletree Hotel. Let me mention this too while I'm thinking about it. They did have a special hotel rate last year. They haven't announced if they're doing anything like that this year. Maybe that's a question that'll get posed later. Right now, though, no special room rate for Grand Gathering 4. Nothing has been advertised or announced from SRG Universe. Let's talk about upcoming live play events. I've talked about Sunshine Smackdown. I've talked about Rumble at the Rumble. They did announce that Rumble at the Rumble will have five promo cards. Rumble at the Rumble taking place at Highlander Games in New Jersey. Check their website to sign up. Sunshine Smackdown. House Rules Gaming, Kissimmee, Florida. Also a created competitor tournament. Both of those are taking place on the same day, January 27th. Both on a Saturday. We also found out on the last episode of Talk of the Universe that the same weekend, SRG Universe is going to be at TantrumCon. TantrumCon is a convention taking place January 25th through 28th, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that weekend, in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be at the Le Meridian Hotel in Charlotte. If you're interested, they do have special rates for the convention at the hotel. You can go to TantrumCon's website. It's the tabletops.events slash conventions slash TantrumCon dash 2024. That's the website I'm looking at for this information. Badges are currently for sale. From what I'm seeing, 
they're just offering four-day badges. I don't see single-day badges on this as of right now. The standard attendee badge is $85. There's a premier badge. That's $125. There's a badge for 6 to 12-year-olds. That's $40. There's no charge for 5 and under. There's also a family badge package. It's designed for a family of two adults and two kids under 18, or two people over 13 and up to five under 12. That's $250 for the family badge package. There are currently no events for Super Show that I have found on the website. Last I looked, there are no events. I don't know if there are going to be any TantrumCon promos. I hope there aren't specific TantrumCon promos. You're already going to have quite a bit of FOMO, as they say, fear of missing out. Because there are going to be promos for Highlander. There are going to be promos for Sunshine Smackdown, for House Rules Gaming. You obviously can't attend both. To now throw a third thing in the mix and have that have exclusive promos, that's a lot. But that's happening same weekend as those two. The last weekend in January is going to be a big Super Show weekend. And then the weekend after that is going to be Captain Con. Captain Con is going to be at the Crown Plaza in Warwick, Rhode Island. They do have a hotel room block if you're interested in that. You can go to their website, CaptainCon.com. You can pre-order your badge now for this convention taking place February 2nd through February 4th. So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first weekend in February. Three-day badge is $65. There's an option for just a Saturday-Sunday badge. They have what they're calling their captain badge, which I think is like the VIP badge. That's $115. There are single-day badges. There are badges for 40 k for Warhammer. If you want to attend and you're going to do Warhammer events, there are specific badges for that. There are Infinity badges if you're going to go and play in the Infinity satellite tournaments there are badges for that you can go to their website it'll take you to tabletop.events and then all this is listed on there all the various badges child badges and the like that's taking place february 2nd through 4th we will also have the srg award show at captain con like they've done in years past in anticipation of captain con of the srg award show Nomination forms should be rolling out soon. No date has been given for when those are going to be released, but in years past, they've put out a nomination form. You fill out that nomination form. You send it in. In the past, that's been an email to John Clace. Not sure if they're doing that that way this year. We'll find out once those come out. You fill out the nomination form for the awards listed. You can suggest awards and nominees. A lot of times they come up with awards that aren't on the nomination form. Send that in. The voting committee will use that nominee suggestion from everyone to pick the nominees, and then they'll pick a winner out of the nominees based on what they receive. So you're not voting for winners. You're voting for nominees the awards committee actually picks the winner from the nominees. As always, I'm pushing for 
this podcast, the Outlaw Mudcast, to be nominated for Best Super Show Show. I don't know if it'll happen, but that's who I'm supporting in the Best Super Show Show Award category, this podcast. Super Show product news. The Fill the Van campaign is still going. You can go to supershowthegame.com, type in Fill in the search, go find the Fill the Van, donate there if you want to. There are also supposed to be stocking stuff for promos, a new holiday-exclusive competitor, and some alt-art competitors with holiday-themed, I'm guessing, attire or art on the cards. I have been hoping those would have come out by now. Today, as I'm recording this, is December 17th. Next Sunday is Christmas Eve. If these don't come out until Monday, that means the earliest they could get shipped is Tuesday, and the last shipping day before Christmas is the 23rd. So Tuesday is the 19th. That gives them four days to get the product to you by Christmas. I'm thinking this is not going to come out before Christmas. It might, but they are really pushing it if they wanted to get this product released and in the hands of players by Christmas. There's less than a week to go, even less time to ship. Because, again, the 23rd is the last day the post office will make deliveries. Unless you do some sort of express mail, I don't recall off the top of my head. I did look at their websites. There is an option to pay more and get it shipped for the 24th. I don't think SRG Universe is going to do that. So time is running out to get the holiday exclusive competitor, which we don't know anything about, and to get the Altart competitors released in time to get them for Christmas. I hope they become available for purchase soon, because I would like to get them sooner rather than later. In other product news from SRG Universe, I have some updates on non-Super Show the Game products. There's going to be a new set of Scally Wager coming out. It's going to have an updated Black Flag token. They're waiting for that, I believe, to come in. But it's almost ready to be packaged up and to be put out, available for sale on the websites. There are discussions about taking the Super Show board game and putting it on an app. Just discussions. No news beyond that. There's a new game they're developing called Rummy Gummy, which features gummy bears and cards. They showed a little bit of the cards on the last episode of Expanding the Universe, if you want to check that out. But they're developing a new game, this alongside things like Word Burglar and Scare B&B. That's what I have for products. Other bits of news. Legendary Realms, which has been the home of New York Super Show for a long time, they're closing in January. They will not be in business past the end of January, which is a shame for New York players. I know that's been their home for quite a while. It's been a part of Super Show going back almost the entire life of Super Show. So it's sad to hear that. Hopefully they can find a new place to play. I know they're planning on doing a big Super Show tournament to commemorate the end of Legendary Realms, which I believe will include an LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship match. I'll give you more on that as we get closer to that. CCC News, the 2024 Creative Competitor Tournament, will have a slightly different format. 
I don't know much about that. They did announce that this year's contest, in addition to just people participating who are players of the game, they're going to have people from the Caveman's Wrestling School, WWX, involved. They will be competing for competitors in Super Show the Game as well. Not just them, but other professional wrestlers potentially. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I know there's controversy with me being involved just because I have a competitor in the game and because I have experience where I can sort of use my experience to get an advantage. I don't know what's going to happen if we see the WWX wrestlers using their experience to really dominate the contest. Because we could have a scenario where after a round or two, it's only professional wrestlers. We could have non-professional wrestler players get completely eliminated from the CCC. I don't know how the community would react if that happens. It also sets up a weird scenario in the finals. If you've seen finals, very often the judges are professional wrestlers. If you have a professional wrestler and a non-professional wrestler in the finals, are the professional wrestler judges going to vote against their fellow professional wrestlers? I don't know. So I'm not necessarily liking this change. We'll see what actually happens, but I am not positive on this particular aspect of the CCC. They've also talked about mandatory promos. They have to do at least one three-minute promo per round. Again, this is all up in the air. Nothing is official until it's officially announced. But these are the types of things they're talking about. Pat Mulligan did give out his email for entries. Stuman9 at Hotmail.com. That's S-T-U-M-A-N and the digit 9 at Hotmail.com. He didn't say what you should put on your entry, but from past entries, your competitor's name, a physical description, and how they found out about the LFF. Those are three of the things they like you to put on there. Name, physical description, how they found out about the LFF, and history. Background, biographical information. I have a couple of updates from Faction Wars 5. Faction Wars 5, Phase 1 is currently going on. 16 teams playing off. I've given you the format. The teams have until December 29th to get their matches played. We've already had two teams eliminated. In the matchup between Just Business and the Unionverse, Just Business has prevailed. They'll move on to Phase 2. In the matchup between the Omitted 7 and the Collective, the Collective have prevailed. So they'll be moving on to Phase 2. I'll give you more results as I have them, but right now I have two of the match results from the eight matches in Phase 0. From the eight matchups, I should say. I have some updates on championship matches. The LFF Trios Championship match, where Challenger the Grump, who will be playing as the higher class trio, the version featuring the Grump, he will take on champion James Booker, who is playing as the Line, on December 26th. That is a Tuesday, the Tuesday obviously after Christmas. I also have an update on the LFF Underworld Championship, the Four Corners of Chaos match. In this match, 
Kirk Polka, Shane Strickland, and Peppy Pepper will take on champion the big guy in a fatal four-way match using the four corners of chaos rules. Let me give you the four corners of chaos rules. It is a four-player elimination format. Eliminations are made via pinfall or submission, so it's not one fall to a finish. Competitors will be eliminated until only one remains. Only two players may be in the ring at any time. Only players in the ring may play cards and take turn rolls. Only players in the ring may trigger gimmicks. Targeted gimmicks are always against your in-ring opponent. Very interesting, the in-ring mechanic. We'll get to that. I'm just reading the rules as they are currently listed on srgpc.net. The crowd meter level only increases after a breakout. Each player draws their opening hand and performs any start of match effects at the beginning of the match. So it looks like the start of the match, everyone shuffles their deck, draws their opening hand, does any start of match effects through their gimmicks or entrance cards. And then after this, two players are entered into the ring randomly. So out of the big guy, Kirk Polka, Shane Strickland, and Peppy Pepper, they'll choose at random two of those people to start in the match. Every player only has a single in-play pile. All cards in that play pile are cleared when you tag out or after a breakout. So you can tag in and out between other players. I'm assuming the two that are in the ring could tag out with the other players that are not in the ring. Here's how you tag in. After a finish is hit, either player still in the ring may tag in a chosen competitor outside the ring, starting with the player who kicked out. Okay, so you'll hit a finish, or a finish would be hit in the match. There's an attempted breakout. If a player successfully breaks out, then either player can choose to tag in one of the two people not in the ring. If there's an elimination, if the person fails to break out, one of the two people not in the ring randomly gets chosen to come in. And then after a bump, all outside players roll a die. If either player in the ring's turn roll matches a skill with the player outside of the ring, they may tag in a matched player of their choice. So, hypothetically, let's say Kirk Polk and Peppy Pepper are in the ring. They bump. The big guy in Shane Strickland roll their skill die. If Kirk Polka, say, rolled power for the bump, and the big guy rolls power, Kirk Polka could choose to tag in the big guy, have the big guy take his place in the match. And then there are no double teams, there are no saves, there is no protecting. Here's what the crowd meter cards say. Four corners of chaos. I'm just going to read them down, starting at crowd meter zero, and then I'll just read in the things that change. So at crowd meter zero, no disqualifications, no countouts, maximum hand size 10. After a tag-in, any player entering the ring 
shuffles cards equal to the crowd meter plus one from their discard pot into their deck and draws until they have as many cards in hand as the other player in the ring. If you roll your highest skill on the third breakout roll, you automatically break out. So it seems like essentially when you leave, you clear the cards that you had in play when you tag out. You keep your hand, those go into your discard pile. So your deck, your discard pile, and your hand don't change while you're out of the match. All right, that's crowd meter zero. When the crowd meter goes up by one, finish rolls are plus one. All the text is the same. When the crowd meter goes up to level two, finish rolls are plus two. All the text is the same. After crowd meter four, same text, finish rolls plus four. Crowd meter five, same text, finish rolls plus five. Crowd meter five is the maximum. That is the rules for Four Corners of Chaos, the match where the big guy will be defending the LFF Underworld Championship against Kirk Volka, Shane Strickland, and Peppy Pepper. Let's talk about the online tournaments from this week. There's one currently ongoing as I'm recording this. Cheetah Cup 3, Cheetah's Birthday Bash. This is a creative competitor tournament. The winner, if they do not have a competitor in Super Show the Game, will be able to create one. If the winner does have a character in Super Show the Game, they must pay it forward to somebody else. They had 32 players sign up for the tournament. Two did not show up. It's double elimination, dark match rules, and undisputed rules. Dark match, discard piles not public knowledge, all spotlight cards are blank, undisputed rules, if you lose three turn rolls in a row, you automatically win the next turn, no rolling involved, bumps don't break it up. That tournament, like I said, is ongoing, double elimination, last I checked in, they were about two rounds into it. I'll give you the results at the end of the show. But Cheetah Cup 3 is ongoing. Outside of Cheetah Cup 3, we have two online tournaments. Monday, we had Monday Night Fights. 12 players, group stages for the preliminary portion, three groups of four players. Each player plays the other three in the group. Top two records per group advance to the top cut. So we have a top six. Two of the players in the top six get a bye to the semifinal round. The other four play matches. The two winners enter the semis with the two that got a bye. Your two semifinalists were Candyman Dan playing as Hold the Line Harry and Simple Chuck playing as the second version of Cyclone. Candyman Dan was awarded third place. Simple Chuck was awarded fourth. I don't know if they played a third place match to determine that or not. Your finalists who faced off in a New York Rules match were Chris Pate playing as the above average warrior and Pride playing as Johnny Korea with the winner of Monday Night Fights, Pride as Johnny Korea. Congratulations to Pride for winning Monday Night Fights. This brings us to Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. He had 13 players in Thursday's tournament. They did four groups, three groups of three players each. One group of four players. Each player plays the others in their group. Top two records per group advance to the top cut. New York rules in the quarterfinal round, the round of eight. Beast Unchained stipulation in the semifinal round. The finals match was a submission match. 
your semifinalists were Trey Cantrell playing as the perfect assistant and Ken Fouché playing as the grim librarian. Your finalists were Alec Ventresca playing as the Italian Bombata and Candyman Dan playing as himself with the winner, Alec Ventresca. Congratulations to Alec Ventresca for winning Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. And now I have an update for you regarding Cheetah Cup 2. The event has ended. Before I get to that, I did listen back to the show prior to now. I realized for some reason there was some audio missing when I was going through the crowd meter for the Four Corners of Chaos match. Somehow, what I discussed about crowd meter 3 did not get recorded. Same text as all the other crowd meters, just finish rolls are plus three at crowd meter three. All right, back to Cheetah Cup. Like most double elimination tournaments, they get to the winner's bracket finals first. The two men who made the winner's bracket finals were Swaggy D, playing as the Mark Jeff Bravo, and Bob Dunn, playing as his creation, Big Bad Bobby D. Bob Dunn ends up winning the match. So he moves on to the finals of the event. Swaggy D then goes into the loser's bracket finals. He plays the person who comes out of the remaining loser's bracket. That person is the SRG BOSS. The SRG BOSS beats some excellent competition to make it to the loser bracket finals. He's playing as high water. He takes on Swaggy D, and he wins. He goes on to the finals. Because he has lost a match, he must beat Bob Dunn twice in order to win the tournament. The first match happens. It goes to crowd meter one. And at crowd meter one, rolling an 11 on his finish roll, the winner is Bob Dunn. No second match required. Bob Dunn goes undefeated through Cheetah Cup 3, and he wins the event. Of course, Bob Dunn has multiple characters in Super Show the Game, including the character he won with, Big Bad Bobby D. So he will be paying the created competitor forward. And apparently, he's going to be creating two competitors in Super Show the Game. He has decided to match the prize from the Cheetah. And so, for winning Cheetah's Birthday Bash Cheetah Cup 3, HR of the Unionverse slash Just Business will enter Super Show the Game. And, through the gift from Bob Dunn, Arcade Addict Aaron will enter Super Show the Game. Congratulations to both of those people for becoming a part of the Legendary Fighting Federation, becoming a part of Super Show the Game. I also have an update regarding the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. It's been announced that tomorrow, December 18th, will be the last local event for Super Show the Game at Legendary Realms, and that the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship will be defended there. The Challengers, Red Hat, Blue Hat, which I believe is the team of the SRG Boss and Kid Thunder, 
will take on champions, the Lords of New York, Lord of the Dance, and the New York Phenom. So I'll give you the results of that on next week's show. But that championship match happening December 18th, Monday night, at the final Legendary Realms local event. And then before I get to Sunday Night Fights, I have another Faction Wars 5 update. Star Maker Productions has defeated the Refinery in Phase 1. So Star Maker Productions, Just Business, and The Collective are going on to Phase 2. Now let's talk about Sunday Night Fights. There was only one match on the match card for Sunday Night Fights. A triad match for the Rust Belt Championship. Jim Bias, the champion with Ruby Renegade, has to defend against two members of the new Darby Order, the Misfit and the Dude. The Misfit playing as the original version of the Void, the Dude playing as Jexy. The match, which really didn't have any shenanigans in it, apart from one double team that I believe should have been a bump, the new Darby Order double teaming on the champion. The match ends up going to Crowd Meter 2. The winner at Crowd Meter 2 rolling a 12. And because the champion had stipulated no save rolls in the match, meant the champion could not break out, was the Misfit. So the Misfit takes out, defeats the champion, and becomes the new Rust Belt champion. Congratulations to the Misfit and the new Darby Order for taking the championship for winning Sunday Night Fight's lone match. Afterwards, there was a brief conversation with the LFF World Heavyweight Champion, Brian Waitforchmint. Here's what we learned from that. December 29th, the last Friday of the month, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line on the SRG Universe Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash SRGUniverse. The champion will be defending with Witch's Apprentice. The challenger will be using his own competitor, the Italian Bombata, the competitor he was previously World Heavyweight Champion with. No news on stipulations, or if it's just going to be a standard singles match, but it's going down in just under two weeks from tonight. The winner of that match will face challenger star maker Everett Stevens at Rumble at the Rumble, Highlander Games, Boonton, New Jersey, January 27th. Brian Schmidt has also announced that there will be changes to Sunday Night Fights in 2024. It will start at 7.30 p.m. There will be pre-shows. There will be other features involved, but expect changes to Sunday Night Fights in the new year. To my knowledge, this was the last Sunday Night Fights of 2023. It will be the Sunday after New Year's Day, after New Year's Eve, where we resume Sunday Night Fights, to my knowledge. That's the way I understand it. As far as events for next week, nothing is currently posted on Supershowthegame.com, but expect something Thursday night, Dojo Tuesday night, Brian Schmidt announced he will be running Monday night. It will be a Tornado Tag Team event. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. 
I would like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.